Welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men in their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin. Berkey, I'm your host and the founder of Man Up God's Way. Tired to see men actually do Christianity, learning to love their kids and having their household in order, learning to serve in church, having accountability, and making disciples. That's all we're all about. And uh, Ben, welcome, man. How are you doing, brother? Doing good. You? Good. Can't <laughs> complain. Always looking forward to Monday nights yes. and really excited about tonight. How are you boys doing in the back? What's up, Fergoza? Hey, yo. You good? Rusty, you good, buddy? Doing good. Good. We started off with a little bit of technical difficulty, and luckily we had all the guys here helping us get out. And uh, really excited about tonight's um, podcast, man. Um, i got a good buddy of mine who's going to join us here in just a minute, and uh, just really excited to hear about what's going on in his world and in his life. And uh, so... Um, just so you guys know, we've got uh, all kinds of goodies that if you can guys go to our Man Up uh, merch page, uh, manupmerch.com, you can check out our coffee. Uh, we've got uh, water bottles. We've got T-shirts. I got one of my T-shirts on tonight. It's one of my favorite. It says, Man Up or Shut Up. And uh, uh, what I mean by that is, uh, man, men need to, to get to a place of Christianity where they are manning up and... Uh, not, you know, not being the hypocrite in the church and uh, allowing the world not to see Jesus in and through them. I think a lot of times um, people get turned off by people who aren't uh, living a, a good godly Christian life. And so it's one of my favorite shirts. It always gets a good conversation going. So uh, coming up in the next few weeks, um, tonight I, I, I'm really excited about uh, Jason Smith, the pastor from Latitude Church. I'll introduce him in just a minute. And tell you how we met and then uh, next week we've got uh, March 7th retired Lieutenant Colonel Jerry Owens uh, I'm really excited he was a chaplain in the military for almost 25 years and uh, he was one of my professors in school and so he and I uh, worked up on a relationship and he's gonna be on the podcast the following week we're gonna have Jonathan Lutz who is a uh, a certified trainer so I figured since we're doing our bigger our, our, our biggest uh, loser contest uh maybe we can have some uh, get some good guidance from a guy who's a certified trainer yeah i'll be skipping that hey i went back to the gym for the first time <laughs> in almost awesome. two months today so <laughs> i wonder who came up with that idea yeah exactly <laughs> well I, I i gotta get all the help i can get because you're killing me right now dude you're killing me so well, um, again, uh, I love Monday nights, just getting an opportunity to come and uh, talk with uh, our guest and just talk about good godly stuff and life in general. And uh, my guest tonight is uh, a pastor that I met, gosh, almost seven, eight years ago. got to do a, a conference at his church um and uh, his name is uh, jason smith and i i want to go ahead and uh, jason go ahead and introduce yourself brother I'm, I'm glad to have you tonight man Brody, glad to be on man it's almost past my bedtime but it's all right <laughs> i'll stick it out bro. yeah yeah, yeah it, it's on, man. well I, i'm glad to have you man it's been uh 
it's been a few years that we've been together, but uh, I had a yep. great time, man. I, I just I really loved uh, your spirit and loved the church that that you were doing. Um, did you just happen to move into the building? It was pretty pretty soon. Yeah, yeah it was. Yep. Uh, it wasn't it too long after. In, yeah. Yeah, you broke it in pretty good, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we didn't mess around. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. We would, went straight to a men's conference, and yes. um, I threw a hand grenade in there and walked out and let you yes, clean it sir. up. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Been cleaning up since. I appreciate it. <laughs> it was great. That's yeah, awesome. I still talk about it. Well, I, yeah, we, you ain't changed the look, man. We you still look the same. Oh, dude, I, I tell you, I, I put on a few pounds and aged a little bit. Uh, this uh, the yeah. gray hair is getting grayer and uh, and less a lot of it. You know, I'm getting a lot oh. a lot less. Yeah, it's starting to turning loose starting and to, turning gray. Yeah, it's falling on my shoulders and my I guess in my ears <laughs> and my nose because that's where all the hair is now. So <laughs> yeah. back in the ears, yeah. that's where it starts. Yeah, exactly. So oh my. God. So Jason, why don't you, um, why don't you start off and just tell us a little bit about your story? Um, you know, all the way up into, to the time that you started Latitude Church, and then we'll talk a little bit about Latitude Church, you know, just your walk and, um, and, uh, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. How long is this podcast? Uh, as long as we want. So we got, till tomorrow. Well, we got, Uh, we got, uh, we normally go two hours, but we can go even longer or we can go shorter. I I, I know you're on East coast time. So, uh, I got you. You you start from the beginning and you tell us and we'll stop you as we, as we ask questions. That's great, man. Yeah. You know, um, never dreamed of being a pastor that was not on my radar. (laughs) Um, I was wanting to be a, a man who made lots of money. Right. Uh, not sure how that was going to happen, but, uh, that was, that was my goal. Right. And, you know, to take care of my family and get them everything that they ever wanted. And then, man, at 33 years old, that's kind of old. Um, God, that's when God called me to ministry. Wow. I'm 34 now. I'm yeah, kidding. exactly. <laughs> that was last year. Yeah. <laughs> now I know why you and Jody get along. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, he called me to ministry and, uh, you know, I was already, already doing it. Right. I mean, I was stretched out at my home church and just volunteering and doing everything, bro. And okay. You know, I was, I was okay doing that, working in the secular world and um, just chugging along, bro. And uh, God just said, hey, I, I want to call you full time. Didn't know what that looked like. Right. I went to school to teach PE, you know, and this uh, in the weightlifting and football. And I was like, man, this is going to be the dream. Right. So, man, I switched gears quick and uh, switched it to my, my major. Then I, I finished my PE degree in mess way as a young buck, um, but never taught, never went into the school system to teach. And right. It was just it was kind of odd how that happened. Little did I know that God was going to call me to ministry. And um, so when he did, uh, I started as a youth pastor. Okay. And uh, I was a youth pastor for eight years. Oh, wow. And I always tell people that was God's cosmic joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, my youth, I, st- I, I, your story is a lot like mine because I was 33 when I got saved. And then like 30, oh, wow. 30, 35 when I got called to the ministry. And my, oh, wow. my first uh, 
gig, if you will, was youth ministry. And I lasted a year because all I okay. could dream of was being 16 years old and beating these kids up. Like I thought, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you uh, made it eight years. Holy cow. Oh, I don't either, bro. I don't either. But it was, it was great. And it was insane all at the same time. Right. And God knew I needed those kids to help me mature. That's good. Um, yeah. And they helped me to realize that when you get this age, you, you don't do those things that you used to do yeah. and it's okay. Right. It's totally fine. Yeah, exactly. You know, so youth pastor then, you know, gosh, my, my last year doing that, which never did I see youth ministry as climbing the ladder. Yeah. And I never saw one day I'll be a senior pastor. I hope that's it. Never was that a thing for me. Um, I just thought, I don't know what I'll do when I'm 65 being a youth pastor. That's going to look weird. (laughs) There was some issues that was going on at the church Mm -hmm. uh, where I was at. The ministry was growing. It was, it was great. And, and, uh, the pastor who was there died with uh, cancer and man, it was quick. He was young. He was 56, man. And there was just, uh, you know, we had a lot of pastors on staff, but there was nothing in place for a succession plan. Right. And, you know, so we just, me and the other pastors on staff, we just buckled up, man, and said, let's go, let's grow this church. Let's reach people with the gospel. And, you know, so that's where we headed. Um, and man, there was some folks, God bless some of the church who said, yeah, we want a different direction. And, you know, I was the youth pastor, so I didn't have any pool there. Right. You know, and me and my wife just started praying and fasting, bro, and just asking God, what do you want us to do? And two words kept coming up. Man up. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got that trademark just so you know. Okay. <laughs> I tried to make t-shirts. Uh, two words kept coming up. Something more. And oh, I'm like, that's good. I'm stretched, man. These kids. I mean, they're about to kill me and I got kids of my own and I don't know how much more I can do, honestly. And something more never meant, oh, you're going to come become senior pastor one day. It just, I just, like I said, that never crossed my mind. Wasn't that for me. Right. And man, we prayed and fasted, just sought the Lord and on a cruise. Um, (laughs) This is no joke, bro. (laughs) My wife is a dental hygienist, so she worked her tail off, and they earned a right. cruise. Fine. So we got to go, but the spouses had to pay their own way, so it was whatever. That was fine. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I didn't want to go. I really didn't want to go on a cruise. Um, not that I didn't want to hit the buffet, but you know, I had there was a lot of stuff going on in our world right. in church, just uncertainty. And then I said, all right, I'm going to be with my wife, and I'm going to be with the Lord. And not to over-spiritualize a cruise, um, but man, I was sitting on a Thursday on the top deck real early in the morning because I had to come home that Saturday and preach on Sunday okay. to the student. Right. So I was finalizing my message, and I literally heard this, bro. Do you trust me? Mm, as clear good. as I'm just speaking, do you trust me? Now we're cruising, looking over the Atlantic, and I'm like, why is the towel boy asking me? He should be from the Philippines. Right. You know, why is he asking me in clear English? Do you trust me? You know, and, and at that point, I was like, oh, my God, this is the Lord speaking. Wow. And I stopped what I was doing, and I said, 
yes, Lord, I trust you. I said, whatever you want me to do. And I thought, you know, it's going to make me send out resumes. Let's, let's hit the ground, man. Let's go. I don't know what he wants right. me to do, but something more. And make a long story short, uh, he confirmed he wanted me to plant a church. Wow. And I said, God, I don't know how to do that. We don't have any money. I'm a youth pastor. I said, you know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, I'm a youth. <laughs> I said, we don't have any money. Don't have any savings. Yeah. Missionaries got more money than you as a youth pastor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I was like, I don't know how to do this or where you want me to do this. Right. Um, but, but I trust you. And if that's what you want us to do, let's go. But you're telling my wife, I'm not telling her. Wow. And uh, when he called me to ministry, I told him the same thing. I said, I say yes, but I'm not telling my wife. You can tell her. That's great. Uh, and he did about six weeks later. Um, <laughs> and so this, this happened and we came home from the cruise and um, it was the next Sunday. Um, my wife, after church, she said, I need you to tell me what the Lord's told you. And I said, he said to start a church. Wow. And she was like, okay, where? And I said, in Newburn. And I thought, when Lord said in Newburn, because I was like, man, let's go. We right. had sold our house, Jody. Holy cow. Now, were you living in Were you living in Newburn at the time? Yeah. We don't want to be tied down. So we sold our house. We were living with my wife's parents oh, wow. upstairs. <laughs> Us four and a dog. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you say go, we're going. You told God to tell your wife. Um And, uh, oh, well, wow. I, 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 and I read, you know, I was only two years newly yeah. saved, uh, prior atheists, yep. you know, still loved money, still, you know, still just trying to be sanctified. And I wasn't even close to yeah. and ready, you know, especially when you look at Titus and Timothy and then my yep. pride, my pride got in the way. And I thought, man, you know, not only does Jody have this amazing job, he's got this money, he's got this great family. Now he's going to have the title of an assistant pastor and nowhere near qualified uh, to do that. Well, I went ahead and jumped in without my wife. I didn't, Whoa. I didn't tell her. I didn't, you know, matter of fact, the, the pastor, um, one Sunday, he's like, announced it to the church you know he's been oh, in, like no. she didn't oh, no. <laughs> and uh the uh. first time so we've been married 15 years we're getting ready to be married 32 years so this was 15 Whoa. years ago and uh hmm. the first time in 15 years we'd ever talked about divorce when i was just nominated to be the assistant pastor oh like, my gosh i did not have my household in order i didn't you know yeah. i wasn't I wasn't living what, you know, at home and I had to pull yep. back out of that. And then finally, it was about almost two years that she finally, God told her now he's ready. Mm. And, uh, oh. I love your oh, wow. wisdom that, you know, you, 
yeah, God, you need to tell her. You know, I, yeah, I need confirmation. I I yeah. Because yeah. that, that's a big step, you know, starting a church oh, and huge, leaving man. a church and all of that. Yeah, because yeah. And like I said, man, we I was praying people would get married and people would die and they would call me to do the funeral so I could make some kind of money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> you know? That hundred, two hundred oh, bucks is that's it's Jack, real. man. That's good money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. She was toting us for a while and you know, she did it and she said, I'll do whatever it takes if I gotta pick up an extra day. Um, you know, because she she when God told her she was all in, man. Wow. And that's all it took. I didn't yeah. have to convince her. You know, she had been praying and fasting. She just didn't know at the time what it was either. Yeah. But, I love her spirit too, man. She is, she is right by your side. She was yeah. seven, eight years ago. I still see her right now, still doing the same thing. And man, it's just, it's yep. awesome to see her, her do that. And let's see if I can turn this. There's her desk. She's right beside okay, me. Okay. So you're right beside you. Good for you. Right beside There you yeah, go. Man. That's awesome. Yep. She, she's she's amazing. When did you give your life to the Lord? Have you always walked with him? No, or, no, no, man. I grew up in church, um, and for some reason, I don't know if it was just ignorance or I was too young. I never heard uh, the gospel, the true gospel. Mm -hmm. And man, it wasn't until my parents divorced when I was twelve that my daddy, you know, said, "Hey, I want to start going to churches." I thought, "Why? That's dumb." <laughs> You know, what kind of God would you serve? You broke your marriage up. Right. Yeah. This is dumb. And we went to this church. I actually shared a little bit about it yesterday during my message. Um, and, man, the preacher, he was identical to Danny DeVito. Oh, no kidding. And, I, and, dude, I'm a teenager. I'm going, I can't pay attention to this guy, man. This is crazy. There's no way. It's like, what in the world? Like that that must have been interesting. That's great. It was, man. <laughs> But this joker, let me tell you, there was maybe 12 people in the whole church. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, it was an Easter Sunday, little bitty Baptist church. And this man, you got, you, you can't make this stuff up. Dude. <laughs> he was a used car salesman. I swear. <laughs> I swear. Had a little lot. And on every car he sold, because I bought one from him, right. he put a license plate that said, Jesus saves. Are you saved wow. on every car? And I drove a 1989 Nissan Sentra with that tag on it for years, man. Hey, that was one of my first cars, preaching. too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's great. He was preaching, Bo, like, I mean, I mean, like the world was coming to an end. And like I'm it. sitting there going, who is he talking about? Wow. I've never heard about this man. But if he's in this church, and I kept looking around going, he's going to come in some way. He's, he's introducing him like it's, you know, a world star. Right. And I said, I will meet this man before I leave today. And he just kept preaching and kept preaching. And the more he preached, the more I thought, if this man is real and can do what he says he can do, I'm not leaving without him. Right. And he gave the invitation. I've never seen an invitation altar call before. I grew up Presbyterian. Right. And not saying that, you know, some might not do that, but the church I went to did it. Right. It exactly. Was, it's a little bit more staunch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, so, man, he got it. And I literally ran up front and I said, I don't know where this man is, but I got to meet him. That's good. And dude took me down the Roman road. Oh, that's good. Shared, shared Christ with me. And I'm going, oh, you're talking about somebody in this Bible, <clears throat> you know, that I've heard about, 
um, but did not have a relationship with. So I got saved That's when right. I was 12, but I didn't start living for the Lord until I was 19. Okay. When I was a, a leader at a middle school camp, dude. No kidding. A Bible camp no, or just a camp? It, no, it was a, it was a, a, a master's in up in Virginia. Okay. It was a Bible camp and my youth pastor, you know, when I started dating Christina, she went to church and her mama said, if you want to see my daughter, you have to come to church. And my thing was, can we meet seven days a week? Yeah, no, exactly. I want to be there. <laughs> she was the only reason I wanted to go to church. And I always joke that my teenagers, you know, if a hot girl gets you to Jesus, so be so it. Be, yeah, That's exactly. Great. Yeah. You know, so, so we were supposed to go on a week trip to Myrtle Beach, man, and her family invited me to go. And I thought, this is great. Only reason why, Jody. Because if I was there, no other guy was going to talk to her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that, good. That's, that's it. I thought, there's no, these guys are not idiots, man. I'm from the country, bro. <laughs> I was raised on a farm. We don't fight fair down here, yeah. man. So my youth pastor's daughter just had a little girl, and she was diagnosed with um, uh, child um diabetes. Okay. Type 1. And yeah. she was having some rough go. And I was a leader in the youth group and 19 years old. And he, he said, bro, I'm desperate. You've got to be the male leader. And I said, man, I'm going to the beach. <laughs> and he said, I said, just cancel the camp. He said, man, we spent way too much money. Can't get it back. Long story short, I cussed God the whole drive to Virginia. Oh, because you didn't go Literally. to Myrtle Beach. I didn't go to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> and I was so upset. But the first night, dude, the first night, and I knew what camp, I'd already been to camps before. I knew what was going to happen. Right. They were going to have a little kumbaya moment. And the same 40 kids that got saved the first night were going to get saved <laughs> every other night. You know what I'm saying? They were just raising their hand. They're just raising their hand. Yeah, me, me. Yeah. yeah. Just hugging it, and I thought, I'm not having this mess. I threatened the boys' lives through the first night I was there. I oh, said, the first one who tries to play a prank will die. So you better know Jesus because you're, I'm going to kill you. you know? And the first night, dude, this preacher was preaching. Don't even know who it was. His son led worship, and they did a drum off, you know, for something cool. And right. I was like, it's oh, pretty cool, man. Father and son playing drums, that's all right, dude. But – I'm checked out. Right. And he preached in Luke chapter 14, uh, where Jesus talks about, you know, what's it going to cost you to be a disciple? Wow. Now, That's I told good. everybody Jesus was first, but Christina was first. Right. And, you know, but everybody, I fooled everybody. Right. But I, I knew in my heart that Jesus was a, a far second or third in my life, man. And uh, that night, the Holy Spirit got a hold of me, bro. That's and awesome. when when it was over, I went to the payphone. Tells you how long ago it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I called her mama's bag phone. Here we go. Oh, how funny! <laughs> I was just talking about a bag phone last night at our young adults small group. I was telling, I'm telling these eighteen, nineteen year old kids, like you know, I, I used to have a bag phone. They're like, "What's a bag phone?" <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, it had better service than a satellite. Yeah, exactly. Joke but it was like $32 a minute too. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. And I called her and she said, Hey, you don't have long. I was yeah. like, all right. And I, I told Christina, I said, Hey, I, I need to ask you to do something. And she said, what's that? I said, I need you to be second place oh, wow. in my life. 
And she said, does that mean you're breaking up with me? I said, no. And I said, I just need you to be second because I have to have Jesus first. He was first when I got saved, but I've got to keep him first. And she said, as long as he's first, I'll be happy to be second. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, man, that was in the 19. I really got serious about the Lord. And um, then I started shifting from, okay, this hot girl, there was something else besides her looks right. you know, that God wanted to get my attention. And it was the Holy Spirit inside of her um, that really that really shook me to my core. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, y'all make a great couple. You got and you got I some great kids. That. I, I yes. it's, both of them are you got two, right? Two, yep, two boys. And they're yep. they're both in ministry with you. Is that correct? Well, my, my oldest one uh is on staff. He's okay. a production manager. Um and then my youngest one is in barber college. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's learning to cut hair. He Good. he's got he's got to get me right this week. Yeah, so. I was gonna say I need to come see yeah. him. I got a mop that needs yeah, to be cut too. Yeah. Yeah, he he cuts that gray out, so I don't have to worry about just for men. He gets yeah. it all. Yeah, I look like man. You cut my gray out, I'll be bald. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have a. So this has been my, me and my wife. We've been reading First uh, Samuel, and one of the things that stood out to me at the beginning of First Samuel is just how boring it starts out. Like nobody is anybody, and and so and then and then it gets to where it's, it talks about Hannah and it talks about how she was barren. And so in your situation back when, when God was leading you, I mean, you were barren. There was not, you didn't have the money to do it. And so to talk to me a little bit about what, what God's doing and, and, or has done out of that barrenness that you were in, because I mean, Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, Hannah, Manoah, Shiram, that's in Elisha's story. And even Mary who had never known a man. So she wasn't barren, but she couldn't get pregnant. And, yep. and all these kids that were born from this barrenness, God used to save the people of his day. So just kind of so that's what stood out to me about your story is mm -hmm. like there was no way for you to get to where God wanted you to get other than God. Kind of. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that just a little about maybe some yeah. little things that God did back then? Yeah, so you're living uh, you're living at home yeah. with your in-laws. You got four of you and a dog. You have no money. Yep. And he tells you to plant yep. a church. So yeah, yep. you're definitely barren. So, so what happens from there? That's a good question, Ben. Yeah, that's a great question. Great analogy, you know, and so back up just a little bit, people would come up to me just randomly and just say, Hey man, whenever you start a church, we're in because they knew my heart, my heart's for evangelism. Right. Um, you know, one of my favorite verses, he who wins souls is wise. And I just, you know, that's just the way God's wired me. Um, and I'm a doer. And so these people just random would come up and go, Hey man, when you start a church, I'm like, I'm not starting a church. <laughs> this was before God said, I was like, who told you that? I'm not starting a church. Please don't spread that rumor. That's right. not what's happening. And then, and then one day the Lord said, write their names down. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right. So I took my phone. I started writing their names down and it ended up being 17 different families. And when God called me, I said, so what do I do now? He said, go to the families. I had you write their names in the phone. Oh, wow. That's and I said, Oh no. And he said, tell them to man up or shut up. Yeah, there you right. go. <laughs> he did. He did. That's what he said. He said, tell them to put their money where their flipping mouth is. Right. We're going to be a church or not. <clears throat> so awesome. I reached out to him and 
we planned a meeting for June 14th, 2014 oh, in wow. a living room Okay, of, of a family who gave me their name. I called them. I said, hey, man, we need a place to meet. I said, it's time. I'm going to lay out the vision, the mission, what kind of church we're going to be, what we're not, and y'all can decide. I said, but this is where I'm going. And I said, y'all came to me. I didn't come to you. So 17 families met that night. And we were like, we're ready. We're ready. We're ready to reach people with the gospel. And we're ready to be a place where no perfect people are allowed. Right. And let's just go. So those 17 families, um, you know, this was a, gosh, I wish I should have looked at the calendar. I can't remember. It was a Tuesday or Wednesday night. Can't remember. But they were like, so where are we going to meet Sunday for church? And I said, I'm going to be in Puerto Rico. I've got a mission trip to lead. Wow. You know, (laughs) I was fulfilling my duties at the other church. And I said, why don't y'all go to other churches and just kind of take notes? And they were like, no, we're not (laughs) doing that. (laughs) They were like, I was like, yeah, go in there and play I Spy and just kind of get some things from them because I don't know what we're doing. (laughs) And they said, no, we need to meet. You know, so I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to be here. Y'all figured that out. Right. So there was a, 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 another family, and he was a manager of a funeral home in town. And he said, if you guys want to come here and meet, come here and meet. And I was like, yeah, y'all go there and meet. I'm not going to be there. That's just disgusting. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. I'll be in Puerto Rico. Y'all have yeah, fun. Yeah, y'all go so, on to the funeral home. <laughs> yeah. So that Sunday night, we were on a bus in Puerto Rico, just left mission, heading back. And my wife said, call our, our worship pastor. And I said, okay. So I called him and I said, dude, so did anybody show up? He said, yeah, man. <laughs> People showed up. I said, like, who? He said, man, we had like 10 more than normally uh, of the people because we didn't advertise. Oh, we wow. didn't do nothing. Nobody wow. do nothing. Right. So how those 10 other people knew, I don't know. And I said, did you take up an offering? Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we don't have a church. Yeah, we don't have money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And he said, dude, we got $4,000. Oh, my I just gosh. started weeping on that Oh, bus, my man. gosh, dude. That is awesome. Yeah. And I just said, I looked at Christina and she said, okay, something must have happened. And I said, yeah, we had so many people and uh, we collected $4,000. I said, something's going to happen. So the next Sunday, that next that next week we got back, I just was like, man, we've got to find a place to meet. And that same guy was like, dude, why don't you come back to the funeral home? And I said, man... <laughs> I've done funerals there and it smells like flowers and there's nobody that's going to come. Oh my God. He said, dude, it's free. I said, we'll be there Sunday morning. (laughs) (laughs) He said, it's free. free, He said, he said, man, we sit like 230 people. Then we've got some, uh, you know, overflow area. We've got classrooms. He said, dude, you could turn this place in to a church and nobody will ever know it's a funeral home. I said, and it's free. He said, yeah, dude, I'm not going to charge you nothing. That is I said, great. Dude, we're coming. <laughs> so man, next Sunday, um, we didn't advertise. Right. The next Sunday, uh, we had 57 people. Golly. 57 people do. That's awesome. And so now that week we put up yard signs all over the city. We blow up social media 
and we just tell people, hey, start inviting. That was not our official launch, by the way. Okay. This was in July. Okay. Our official launch was August 31st. Okay. Remember to do that at a middle school. So, but we had to meet somewhere. So, funeral home was free. And so, man, the next Sunday, Jody, the next Sunday, first Sunday had 57. The next Sunday, we had 167. Holy cow. No kidding. Got a hundred more people, dude. I'm not kidding. That is awesome. And I'm standing there going, what in the world is happening? Wow. Second Sunday, God increased it by a hundred more. I'm not joking. There was people standing in the perimeter behind the, the, the seats. And I'm preaching. People are standing in a funeral home, dude. <laughs> And the first series I preached was called A Call to Die, and I had a casket out <laughs> to use it as a prop. It, That's it, awesome. It was empty, by the way, because I made sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but yeah. it, I mean, like, this is this is what it's going to take. And if you're here because of me, you have permission never to come back. Right. This is about Jesus and about reaching people with the gospel. Whatever it takes short of sin, that's what we're going to do. And if you're on board, I'll see you next Sunday. But if not, I'll hug you in Walmart. This is great. You that know, it's awesome. The next Sunday, dude, I'm this. I can't make this stuff up, dude. A hundred more to the point at the end of the service. I turned around, looked at our worship pastor and I said, by the way, we're going to two services next week. Wow. We had to. Yeah, exactly. We didn't have more room. Yeah. You know, we had caskets. To. Yeah, you got people sitting in caskets, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sitting in an overflow, and they couldn't even see. That's awesome. We didn't have we didn't have screens in there, dude. We it was crazy. Um, one Saturday night before church, uh, a family's grandmother passed away. So, in one of those rooms where they had the body with the viewing, that next Sunday, the, the her little great grandson come in and was like, "Where's Mima? I just saw oh. her last night." <laughs> <laughs> that's like, funny. Oh, not here but that is yeah, great Mima's not here. But yeah great. then we transitioned august 31st of 14 uh into the middle school we were there 18 months okay till we got the building we're in now yeah, yeah. that building that yeah. you're in now is, is awesome like it it you, is man you're yep. it's, it's a lot like ours we have it's a pole barn you know that we turned okay in, yeah we turned ours into a church it's it's the, almost identical to yours oh um, wow it, well it, awesome. yours is massive yours is a lot bigger than mine but um uh it's 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 kind of the same kind of the same you know style just a i got you a pole barn that you know you fixed up that's and, cool yeah so yeah did that so you moved, yeah. you went to the middle school and then yep. uh, you were there 18 months and then you got the building. Tell us how you got the building there. Cause you had just finished construction when I came there. Yeah, man, yeah. this building had, you know, when, when the market crashed with building in the, in the late eighties, mm -hmm. um, you know, they built trusses here, right. old trusses, <laughs> you know, so it had sat for many years uh, and I'd never been on this side of town before. Um, and my youngest son came over here with the owner of the building, his little boy. And my son's name's Chandler. So he came home that day and he said, Daddy, I found our church. Oh, you're now kidding mind me. You, dude, now, mind you, as a fifth grader, God gave him the name of our church. That is cool. We left the movie and Chandler was just that kid. It's like, Dad, just start, on, just start your own church. 
And I was like, but it's really not that easy. Right. You know, it's not that easy just to start a church. He said, I think you can. You should just start a church. And he's that kind of kid. Right. And I said, you know what? If we did, I'm not even sure what we'd call it. He said, oh, I know what we'd call it. I said, oh, you do? <laughs> Fifth grader. And he said, yeah, it would be Latitude Church. And I said, do you know what that word means? He said, I have no clue. I said, where did you get that from? He said, God gave that to me. I said, no, for real. Where'd you hear it from? Where did you get it? He said, Dad, I'm for real. God gave me that. And I just thought I would tell you right now. And I said, oh, thanks a lot, bud. And I said, that word means freedom. And mm. he said, okay. He said, well, great. Start the church and call it Latitude then. He said, case closed. That's great. They came <laughs> over here because there was an alarm one Saturday. They came to check out the alarm. He comes back and he said, Daddy, I found the church. And I said, okay, where's it at? And he said, I have no idea. And I said, well, how am I supposed to know where the church is if you don't remember where it's at? He said, ask Mr. Mike. Mr. Mike, it's his building. I said, oh, okay. And, man, we were looking for a, an old building um, to do some painting of some trees for stage prop. Right. So guy reached out to the owner of the building and said, Hey, do you've got a building? He said, yeah, go over to racetrack road. And mind you, I don't know where that is. And he said, just go in there, man. It's unlocked. Just do what you need to do. It's vacant. You know, all this stuff. Bless you. Hey, so, you. uh, <clears throat> oh man, I, they called me and said, Hey, we need more spray paint. So I went and grabbed some spray paint, came up here, drove inside of the worship center right. now <laughs> And I handed a can and he said, Hey man, you need to look at this place for church. And this is my exact words. Not this crap. Hole. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what I said. <laughs> exact words. They were like, Oh, okay. So man, I left and you know, we had an elders meeting the next day and I was like, man, we need to start praying for a building. And this guy was like, dude, you really need to go back. And I said, dude, that place was tore up been vandalized right. they had took all the wiring out of this place dude heaters the ceiling was falling in and i was like man we ain't got no money bro to <laughs> and he said well you need to look at that building so we did come back inside the building and i saw it jody i saw it and i said oh this is it and he said what do you mean? This crap hole? <laughs> I, said, yeah. I said, this is it, man. I said, this is the building. So I talked to the owner and he was like, okay. He said, yeah, I'll upfit it. So on oh, his wow. walk, dude, he upfit this building for our church. No now kidding. the church, you know, we, we didn't have a lot of money. We couldn't borrow no money because we were too young. Uh, you know, didn't have, you know, money in the bank and, right. uh, you know, it was, tight you know so we had some money saved so we, we spent a little bit of money for carpet and chairs and you know we, we had to buy the sound and the lighting and all that kind of stuff um, but fixing the sheetrock making the worship center the way you saw it yeah and it was a lot i mean a lot of remodeling um, he did it man on his dime wow and just uh two years ago maybe two two and a half years ago uh, we were able to to get along to buy the building. It's not paid off, um, Lord willing. That'll be soon. But uh, yeah, talk about you know being barren. Yeah. Uh, you know, being man, I, I tell you, man, there's been a lot of barrenness. Um, but when God's birthing something inside yeah. of you, yeah, 
um, you know, even in the moments of the barren times, uh, you, you can't stop that birthing process, you know, when God wants to right. birth something. And the great, go ahead, Ben. Now you can argue with him. <laughs> you're, you, oh, yeah. You've got to, you've got to walk a lot like mine, man. I ain't ever listened to God the first time ever. I always have to hear it like a second, third or fifth time. <laughs> My wife will say things to me, and two years later, I'll say, God told me to do this. And my wife right. said, I told you that two years ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, but when so God true. yeah, when God does show up like that, all you can do is say it was all God. You know, it right. what, oh, yeah. had, had nothing to do with what you did. You know, it was everything yeah. that God did. That's why he operates in barrenness, yeah. because he gets all the glory. Mm. You know, oh, good. so good, dude. That is yeah. good. That is good. Yeah, so true. So, yeah. um, Still to this day, we don't know what we're doing. So yeah. It's great. Isn't it awesome? Yeah. It, it is, is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember being there, man. It was just, you know, you guys were fresh and I think it was a Corey or was your worship leader. Is that, yeah. was it? as I, did I recall that correctly. Um, uh-huh. and that was probably for me, that was the first time that I had heard, um, like contemporary music done like that. Like, you know, yeah. just it, for me, you know, just I was kind of like you, you know, when you told everybody, hey, go check out a church, you know, while I'm in Puerto Rico and you guys figure out and write down notes and what you yeah. like and what you don't like. Like, you know, when I when I first came to, to your church, I was doing that as well, like trying to figure yeah. out how our church was supposed to be and, you know, what it I was, you. you know, what I was yep. visioning out and, you know, to yep. hear that type of like. And it was big stage. It felt like to me, big stage. You know, you had, I don't know, how many members do you have now? Are you? Well, you know, post COVID, bro, it's right. terrible. Oh, yeah. Uh, trust me. Yeah. You know, we'll, Actually, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Here in just a minute. Yeah. You know, so, you know, mem- membership is different yeah. than engagement. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, right. So, uh, we're averaging right now, and this has been for the past couple months. Uh, right at 560 okay. uh, in attendance okay. and that's in person right. now COVID uh, what the devil thought he had uh, defeated the church. It gave the church an upper hand yeah. when it came to online. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we reach about 2,500 online every Sunday. Right. And then that's not counting who watches YouTube uh, and after the fact. Right. Yeah. Y'all do a really good job. I've watched your live feeds. Um, you know, you yeah, we're getting there, man. Yeah, you start right about an hour before we do, and so every now and then I'll okay. I, I'll, I'm in my office. Is that where you get your messages? Yeah, exactly. From? I go back. I'm like, okay. What's he done? Let me let me write this down here. Oh, that was a good one. I'm gonna use that. So glad I can help. <laughs> yeah. All exactly. this time we thought he was in his office preparing. Yeah. He's in there watching right. YouTube. That is clips. his preparation. He's right? in there watching YouTube clips of you and Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, exactly. I guess I got, I got oh, that was a good one, Jason. I'm writing that one down. I'll need that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a you're a very charismatic preacher, and I mean that like you know, in a good way. You know, not that you're running up and down the aisles with a banner or anything, but um, right. I love how you're you're just a really good. You've got great stage presence. Um, you do a really good job, just you know, co- co- connecting with the audience and. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm impressed by, you know, your growth over the years. Cause I, I do, I stalk you quite a bit, you know, every now and then, and you and I'll text every now and then, uh, throughout the years yeah. and stuff like that. So let's go back to, um, let's go back to the, you know, the COVID. So you, 
You started, um, you moved to the building and was that 2015, um, 16, 16. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's the time that I came. Um, yeah, it was right around 2016. And so, um, you know, 2020 hit, I know for me, we had just come out of our, um, our elders. We, we usually go away November, December for a weekend, my elders and I, and we just go away and just pray and plan and vision out and, you know, just get away. And man, we came out of that meeting really just excited about what 2020 was going to be. And, you know, had this, had a word from God and, you know, we were getting ready to launch out 2020 and then, you know, things kind of started, you know, coming up right around mid February. And then all of a sudden everything shut down in March, like just, you know, I, I know for, I know for me, you know, none of us have ever been through a pandemic and the way that they talked, I thought, man, we're losing billions of people in this one, you know? And, um, so we followed suit, uh, with everybody else and we shut down for about six weeks and, um, before we got, got back together, how did, how did that turn out for you? Man, I'll tell you, yeah, one of our elders, literally, bro, we were, we were just moving and our word for that year was awaken, go figure. Wow. And, you know, so we were just, just seeing people saved and baptized and just tons of people. We were, we were hitting a growth spurt. Right. And one of the elders come up to me one Sunday morning. And he said, what is God doing? I said, I don't know, but don't get in his way and let's not mess this up. Dude. This is fantastic. And it was the next week, Jody, the next week. Yeah. We, we didn't meet for six weeks in person. Right. And we started doing live recording like everybody else did. Yeah. And, you know, that's the way we did it. And, uh, it was I was, I was so upset, dude. And I, and I said, God, what are you doing? Yep. I literally said it at this desk. Actually, I was upstairs. I've moved offices like 97 <laughs> times. I'm about to move again. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> and uh, I was sitting at a desk and, and I was like, God, what, what are you doing? You know, you said you would build your church, right? You said that. And and he knew I was upset and he did, he did not answer. He did not answer. And man, one night we did a recording, uh, on our platform. We just, we did some stuff at another location just right. to switch it up so people would click on. Yeah. And, you know, we did on our platform and, you know, we were going to record worship. And then the next day I was going to record my preach and they were going to marry them together and do their jazz. And my wife said, are you going to worship? I said, no, I'm not on the worship team. I said, I'm going to preach tomorrow. That's my duty. Right. But I'm not singing. And she went, you don't think you should support them? I said, I'll pray for them right now. You want to bow your head? Let's pray. <laughs> Let's pray right now. It's going to be great. I said, I'm not going. I'm going to be at home. They can do their thing. I'm not going to get in the way. And she didn't say nothing else. So I ended up going um, to the worship and when they did the record and I sat right on the front row and there we, they had lots of people on the stage and, and I'm just sitting there going, that joker's fake and she's fake and just be real, you know? 
you know, that was in my spirit because I was in a bad place, bro. Yep. And, and the Holy Spirit said, stand up during worship. Now they were on stage. They were, they were video in the worship, all this stuff. And he said, stand up. And I said, I'm good. <laughs> I did. I said, I'm good right here. I'm on the front row. There's no need for me to stand. They're recording. I'm going to be in the way. He said, stand up. Mm-hmm. And I stood up. And he said, you've been praying for so long for me to increase your influence. Is that right? And I said, yes, sir. I said, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. He said, do you want your influence or my influence? Mm-hmm. That's good. <clears throat> that's and I good. said, yeah. Lord, I'll take yours. He said, the devil thought he had me. The devil thought he had the church, but he hasn't seen nothing yet. At that time, I had no clue what he was referring to. And I was like, okay, Lord, I trust you. I'll take your influence. That's what I've been praying for. I don't need another platform. I'll take your influence. Let's go. And man, all of a sudden, bore our online hit. That's People from all over the place um, just just started watching. And uh, at the time, um, somebody, actually, it was my son. And he said, Dad, have you heard about the statistics of our live stream? I said, no. He said, well, I've got them. I want to share them with you. And he shared them with me. And I said, where'd you get this from? I said, this is not true. I said, there's no way but 1,500 people are watching online on a Sunday morning. There's just no way. I said, it's, just, it's, just, it's right. not happening. He said, I'm the one that funds the statistics, Dad. I know that. <laughs> Are you flipping kidding me? That's and great. dude, there again, I just start weeping again. Call the elders, and I said, y'all will not believe what's happening. That's and I told him about the story where the Holy Spirit told me to stand up, and you know. So I have a question about yeah, that. Dude. Yeah, the, yeah. I, this is Rusty in the back. I've got a quick question about that. Did your worship leaders and the tech crews and things that were on there during that time? you know, when you finally stood up and you were there for them, did they know, you know, at that point, was there a turning point like for them? Like, Oh wow. He's actually into this now. Did you notice that? Cause I actually was one of those tech guys that was at a big church doing that. And that was one thing. Our pastor actually came to every single one of those events, no matter what we were doing, when we were recording it, what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And that was such a huge blessing to be able to mm. have him in that room and supporting us, knowing that he was listening to God. Mm. Yeah, man. When I stood up, I could no longer sit down Damn. to the point. I had to go to the platform and first I had to repent. And yeah. then second, I just, I poured into that team and I prophesied over them. And there was a shift Amen. from that night. There was a shift to every recording we did after that. That's awesome. That's great. So true. That's great. So true. That's one thing I I really struggled with because, you know, we were doing online, you know, but we were, we we don't, we don't have like the technology like you have, like you've got some major technology. And so I literally took everything out of our church, took it to my house and I'm having my wife stand there with a phone or a camera or whatever, trying to preach a sermon. Like that was the most miserable I've ever been in my life. Just trying to, 
you know, I'd start Saturday, you know, Friday night and I'd get, you know, 20 minutes in and I'd screw something up and I think, ah, oh, I got to start all over. And, you know, uh, or, or there was a couple of times when I first started, I didn't even hit the record button. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm preaching and I, I am frustrated as all get out. So, uh, I, I've told our elders that I don't care what happens. I will never shut the church doors again. Amen. Ever. Come on. Ever. Uh, if I'm the only flipping that, one here. That's brother, what I said, too. I'll, I'm telling you right now. I'm going up to the pulpit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you this quick story about during the pandemic. You know, we would we would wake up and watch the message and, you know, the worship every Sunday at the house. And uh, about about six weeks of that, um, I got I got kind of complacent. Yeah. And once again, the Holy Spirit woke me up at six in the morning and he said, wake up and get ready. I awesome. get up, get in the shower, blow dry this head, dude, get on clothes. And my wife's like, where are you going? I said, I'm going to the living room. I'm going to church. And she's like, That's I am too. Why are you getting ready? And I said, because the Lord said, you're getting complacent. You're getting back in the building. I'm just, you need to get ready now. There you go. Before I tell you it's time. Yeah, that's good. So, man, every Sunday I'd get up, get ready as if I'm going to the building. Yeah. Because I thought, you know, if I'm feeling this way. Oh, yeah, exactly. I know everybody yeah. else is feeling that way. And that's one of the things that I learned um, during this time. I, I get, like, <clears throat> since I gave my life to the Lord in 2013, I've missed church maybe five times. Like, mm -hmm. in, in 17, 18 years. Like, I, yep. I don't miss church. I miss more... Yep. I missed more in 2020. Um, you know, I was still preaching on Sundays, but you know, still not going to church. I, I get why people, if they miss two or three or four times on a Sunday, uh, why you don't go back. Like, yeah, there is yes. something about, you know, I, 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 I missed the fellowship. I missed the camaraderie. I missed, um, you know, the community that we had. Um, but yep. some people don't necessarily always, they don't think they need that. And so um, right. it's easy, you know, because it was like uh, I had to miss two times um, because of um, contact. You know, nobody you know, or I, actually one of my kids had COVID is what it was. So we had to take two weeks off. Gotcha. And uh, yep. I had uh, had and this was when we were meeting again, you know, back in the church, you know, trying to social distance with masks and all that crazy stuff. Yeah. But uh I had my assistant pastor preach and, um, the feed went off here. So I didn't get to watch it online. And I thought, what are you going to do now? So I went out, mowed my, I went out, mowed my yard and like, I, th I thought, holy cow, this is good. I like having yeah. a Sunday off, you know, right. mow my yard, yeah. get my car cleaned uh, up, you know? And, yes. um, yep. and so I, I say all that to say that I get, uh, why people and, and why, we lost 30% of our, our church, yeah. um, so did we. right around 2025 20, or 25 to 30%. Yep. And not only was the, um, was the COVID going on, the election was going on, which made it even more polarized and more uh, ununified. And, oh my yes. gosh, man, I was, I was about to lose my marbles, uh, yes. during that time, you know, and, I, I had to, I had to bite my tongue many a time when it was just like, it's a, it's almost fighting time. You know, it, uh, it felt, it felt like I just wanted to fight and let people know exactly how I felt. And, 
Yep. Um, and yep. so, yeah, so going through that, you lost, you know, probably 25, 30% of your church yep. and, um, how did, you, so once you started going back to church, was it, was it pretty, um, still pretty low? I mean, as far as people yeah. coming back. Oh yeah. Was yeah. It? it was, you know, couple hundreds and, you know, then, and then if one case, was talked about in oh, the yeah. city yeah it, it shut it down so, yeah it would shut it down man yeah and i'm like come on y'all <laughs> you know and it just got to the point of going if nobody shows we're going to be here yeah you know what i'm saying right. we're going to this is we're not here to entertain nobody this is their loss right it's the way i kind of got to it man of going hey man this is your loss not having connection and you know, engaging and serving. Don't call yourself a servant if you ain't serving servant. Right. You know, so I'm like that. This is on y'all. Right. You know? exactly. But it was, it was tough. It, it, it took me a while to get to that point, man. What do you think that? What I, do you I, think? I see people in Walmart. Yeah. I see them in Lowe's. I see them everywhere. I'm like, where you where been? You, yeah, exactly. Yeah. How can we not come to church? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That, that. That. I was doing the same thing. It was. Uh, me baddie. I have a. I don't want to call it a different perspective because we really haven't asked looking back what you thought it was but you know i i felt like an archer i felt like it was a great pruning well yeah i mean because i mean our church the, is more alive more people than we were doing i mean it did after COVID, our church just exploded yeah and there, there, you know wow. some of the some of the the people and some of the things that we lost in that six weeks or whatever. I felt like it was, it was, it, we, our church was really yeah. pruned and then it blossomed after that. Yeah. On the onset, I was, I was so depressed on just how many people we lost. But uh, like Ben said, it was the people that we needed. It was God pruning. Amen, you know what I'm yes. saying? It was like God just taking, yes. I didn't have to do it. Um, you know, right. our elders That's didn't right. have to do it. It was just like yep. God just came in and did that. Yeah. On the other side of the storm, it's kind of like, I see exactly what God was doing and it was a good yes. thing. Um, but in yep. going through that, it was like, what? Cause we were kind of like, you're talking about in 2020. I I thought, I thought that was going to be the year. Like that was going to, yep. we're, we're getting yep. ready to, we got a good momentum going into 2020, had a great Christmas season. And like, I thought, yep. man, we're getting ready to just take this thing off. And it was like, what the, seriously. I, re I remember the beginning of t going into 2020 right at the new year when I was still on Facebook, I said something about it's going to be the, uh, uh, what's the, what's the terminology from the, uh, the year of, uh, oh, 2020 vision. No, no. Or, the, uh, the year, year of Jubilee. Uh, year of Jubilee. Yeah, year of and Jubilee. man, your wife said, amen or something on the post. And we couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> and I think later in 2020, <laughs> I said, I am never claiming a year of Jubilee again. <laughs> And you know, what's yes. funny is we did our first corporate fast and oh, wow. uh, had a, you know, just an amazing everybody, man, I was hearing, you know, people just repenting the sin and, you know, marriages getting restored and, you know, just people just really feeling God. Cause it was really the first yeah. time that they had ever like I was, I, I have a spiritual discipline of fasting, you know, and most people don't. And, uh, yep. the church did yep. it. And I thought, well, let's do a corporate fast. And so, you know, red, <laughs> Jettison Franklin's book, you know, got everybody all yep. excited about fasting and, you know, did a great series and all this kind of stuff. And like, it just, then all of a sudden COVID hit and it was like, 
Yeah. What the, and so 2021, <laughs> we did our corporate fast and I was like, this is to break the curse. You know, we're going to, go. we, start, go. we started the yeah. curse in 2020. And so let's, uh, yeah. let's break the curse. Well, that's what happened. If you'd have read Paul Washer's book on fasting, yeah, exactly. I read, Je- yeah. I read <laughs> Genesis. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And Franklin. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh my yeah, that's, uh, so what what like um i know for me there was quite a few things that i learned in that time what what are some things that you would that you glean from you know the shutdown and the covid and and maybe just in general about the church um yeah you know what did you see what will you do different uh what have you done different uh during that yeah yeah you know the biggest thing is you realize who's really with you uh-huh. You know, the people you think yeah. are not the people that are. Right. And that's, that's it, you know, it, it's either refreshing or it's disheartening. Um, but then again, you know, you go back to that pruning. Yeah. You know, so the big thing was, you know, God's going to, God's the builder of his church. Yeah. Um, he's just inviting us to join him in the process. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you that's know, good. I'm a numbers guy. I'm a numbers guy, dude. And when the numbers were, tanking i was freaking right i'm not kidding and man it was it it really messed with my ego yeah um and it it really humbled me honestly um you know so the biggest thing was you learn who's with you yeah. during those times that's good you know, the, another thing is it's just what else i learned was man just keep preaching the gospel mm. you know yeah. you don't water it down you don't doctor it up to get people back in the building. You just preach truth and grace um, and let the Holy Spirit do his thing. Amen. Amen. And it's freeing when you do that. Yeah. It's really freeing. Our worship team, we have a, we have a motto. It's an audience of one. Yes. You know, like that's, we've got to have, you know, when I preach, I need to be preaching to God. Man's going to get it. You know, I I don't need to be preaching to man and, the worship team yep. doesn't need to be singing to man. We need to be singing That's unto right. God. And, uh, yes. that was one of the things that I learned too. Cause I'm like you, I'm, you know, for me, if, if there's a, if there's a body in the seat, that's a soul, you know? Mm-hmm. So if we can fill all the seats yep. up, man, we're, we're talking souls in heaven and not just yep. numbers. And, um, right. that broke my heart when all of a sudden, you know, you're seeing a, a third of the seats, you know, filled and the rest uh, of them and, you know, you're trying to separate everybody. Nobody's and everybody's got a mask on. And the next thing you know, yeah. you're just staring at eyeballs and uh, yeah. you get no emotion or anything out of it. And yeah. um, I, I realized real quick that I, I don't no matter what goes on, I, you know, shutting the doors was the worst thing that we could have done. Um, yes. You know, again, yep. God is sovereign. God knew, you know, it, it didn't surprise him at all. And um, yep. we've we've just got to yep. get to a place where we're, we 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 can't be fearful. Um, we got to, you know, live, God's going to take when your number's up, it's up. Um, and we've got to keep the church doors open. Cause I think that did give the enemy a foothold, um, there for a little bit, just, you know, uh, every church saw their numbers drop. And what we're seeing right now though, is not every church is growing, which maybe in God's plan to begin with, you know, maybe God's trying to sift out the churches that, um, you know, and, and I was just talking to a, a pastor buddy of mine today 
and we were talking about, you know, wouldn't it be awesome if the churches that were 50, 75 people in a community would just all get together and say, let's do one big church, you know, let's, yeah. let's get together yeah, and ha have it. Let's just shut the doors of all these little bitty churches and yeah. let's get together and have a big yeah. church. But unfortunately, resources. yeah, exactly. Combine all the resources and stop trying to, you know, struggle and get by. Um, yes. But, you know, pride, man, sin, That's right. all of the money, all that stuff gets in the way. Yeah. That's it, man. Uh, so I, I big, go ahead. A big thing that, that I learned um, about the enemy was that he really should have left God alone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He really, yeah. really should have left the church alone. He yeah. really should have said, yeah, this is something I probably should back away from. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's this good. Time. Every preacher became a social media preacher, and the gospel has not gotten out like this in decades, Ever. man. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I learned that big time, and you know, it's like this joke is an idiot, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's, he's, as, as long as he's been doing this, he's not real smart. Well, it's a mirror. Right. It's a mirror image. It's a mirror image of what's going on right now with Russia. Yeah, like. It was a. I don't. We're not getting into politics. My point is, it was a we bad play yeah. because everybody's banding together against them. Right. He, whatever yes. he calculated, he didn't calculate properly because I've never seen Absolutely. anything like this in my life. It's the same way the enemy, the enemy does tries right. to work, and he just he doesn't understand. Right. You That's know? good. That's he a good analogy. Yeah. That's really. I want to go back to yeah. something he said earlier about preaching the gospel because you said something earlier about never having. Uh, someone preached to you or, you know, talked to you about a personal relationship with Jesus back when you were a kid. And so that's a huge problem in the church that we're not preaching the gospel. When you look around, uh, I was talking to my daughter a couple of years ago. She was working at a mall and the Jehovah Witnesses came up to her five days in a mm -hmm. row. Now, my, oh. my daughter is gay. So my daughter, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I wasn't a Christian until 1998, raised my kid, you know, raised my kids in a secular world. And so my daughter's paying for that some, but anyway, so they came up to her five days in a row. And she told me, cause at the time she was staying with us for a short period of time. And, uh, I'm 50 years old. I'm a young, young, young 50, but I've, I've never, I've, I've never had anybody come up to me and ask me, do you know Jesus? Not, not one time in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. um, wow. So uh, my, my point is other religions, they, they, they're, they're earning something, right? They're always yep. earning it, whether it be by mm -hmm. their works, whether it be by souls converted this than the other. We, we walk by faith. We're not earning anything. We do this because it's proof that we are saved because it's a work through the Holy Spirit that he does in our lives. If we're not doing it, yep. something's awry. What, what, we, need to hear, we need to hear the gospel every day to be able to preach it. When Paul yes. was in the Bible, when he's, he's talking mostly to Christians. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's remembering, you know, remember what the gospel is. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. This is the gospel. It's about Jesus. We saw it. This happened. Talk about, because I, I, I watched a little bit of you on the internet. I read, uh, I went to the church page. What is your passion and what is, what, what is the reason why you're so dedicated to preaching the gospel every week? to people that yeah, are man. already saved. Yep. You know, my, my passion is 
for people to know Jesus. Hmm. Um, because I think that that's the whole gospel, to know Jesus and to make him known. Uh, I think that's our whole purpose. Um, that's why he came in the first place. He came to seek and save that which was lost. Yes. Uh, he didn't come for the well, he came for the sick. And I once was sick. You know, so I'm very passionate about people. It doesn't matter, you know, what they brought in. Um, I want them to know that they are uh, God's favorite and that he sent Jesus to rescue them. Um, so that's what I'm, I'm, I'm extremely passionate about. What was the second part of that again? No, it, that, that answers my question. Just kind of, you know, where does that passion about the gospel comes from? Because you've said that a lot. You want to preach the gospel. So I'm assuming you're doing it on most weeks. And it's just, I think we need that because if we don't know what the gospel is, if it isn't second nature to us, there's so much going against us. We're not going to preach it to people, to strangers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, here's, this is the God's honest truth, man. And I didn't realize this until I started a church. There are so many people that have never been to church before in their life that, mm -hmm. that still come every Sunday to our church. Yeah. yeah, just It blows my mind. A couple years ago, um, it was right after, um, I think it was right before the pandemic. God just laid on my spirit to go to Walmart. And, you know, that's the, that's the kind of church to have, by the way. Yeah. It's a Walmart. Walmart church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's invited to that joke. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever you desire to wear. It's, it's, it's there. Uh, yeah. Come as you are. You know, yeah. so I took, a, uh, I took a clipboard and I just had a simple question. Do you go to church? Do you attend church? And, and if so, great. I don't want to talk to you. You know, keep going. If not, my question was, why not? I just wanted to know why. Right. Why didn't people go to church? And man, whew, I talked about 60, 60 some people that one couple hours I was in Walmart walking around and just the, the array of answers. And you could see the people who said, no, I, and I'll never go. You know, I don't need church. You know, this that's a that's a brainwash crap. And, right. you know, you, you get all kinds of answers. And those people are coming to our church. You just know, because and, you talk to them about of, church. Yeah, yeah. just because I, I talk to them yeah. about church, and they, they, that's a seed. Right. You know, so every Sunday we have people that come in that's never darted the doors of a an organized church before. So if I'm pre, it doesn't matter the topic. Billy Graham taught me this, and, and I never said under his teaching. I heard him preach this one time, and I'll never forget it. He said, You could have the great, you could be the greatest orator with the greatest message. But if you don't give people a chance to respond to the gospel, you've done nothing. Mm. In other words, he was saying, it doesn't matter the topic that you're teaching. It best come back to the reason of your teaching. And that reason is Jesus. Amen. That's good. And if it doesn't, then what are you doing? Yeah. Why? You know, why am I doing what God's called me to do? I'm not going to, by the way, if I don't preach about Jesus. And, you know, schools call me and you know, different stuff, uh, community stuff calls me and they're like, Hey, would you come pray? And I'm like, you need to know how I pray in Jesus name. Right. If you're okay with that, then I'm your guy. But if not, you're not going to hurt my feelings to go. Yeah, we can't do that. I'm just not going to show up. Yeah. You know, but yeah, the gospel man has got to be central. If I'm preaching about sex or if I'm preaching about whatever, 
man, it's always got to come back to Jesus yeah. and that gospel. That's awesome. So that's what gets me fired up, dude, and so passionate about. And that's what keeps me going. Yeah. You know, yeah. and when people don't come back, but I see, you know, this one person come respond to the gospel. I'm like, good grief, man. That's what it's all about. That dude. is awesome. Yeah, that's really good. So you're, um, so you get through 2020, you get into 2021 and now we're, now we're into 2022. Um, things are starting to pick back up. It sounds like, uh, people are yeah. coming, starting to see salvations. Um, where are you headed now? Like what's, what's your vision for 2022? Um, yeah, man. like what's, what's on the, what's on the horizon for Latitude yep. Church? So every year. Yeah, every year prior to the new year, we have like a staff retreat, pastor's retreat. And that's where the Lord, I really seek and pray that God give us our church word for the year. And our word for this year is connection. Um, You know, we've got a lay counseling program here at our church um, that we've probably got about 50 lay counselors trained. And we provide free counseling. Uh, We we can't prescribe, you know, we don't give advice. We just listen and You know, the training we have is just top notch and we've done it for the past three years. It's been a great ministry. Um, So in that you hear a lot about connection, you know, a lot about connection. And I could talk to you for seven more hours about connection, but I'm not. Um, So that's our word. And we're seeing, um, you know, like I told you, we have 500 average, 568 in attendance. Now we just heard this today. Uh, 445 of those are active in our connect groups in our small group ministry. No kidding. That is awesome. I almost fell out of my chair today when I heard that. I was like, come on, man. That is Um, awesome. So So our, our vision, uh, you know, the Lord put on our heart to continue pouring and investing into that counseling, Mm -hmm. um, continue growing our small group ministry. And last year, if you didn't know this, Jody, we launched uh, an Espanol service. Oh, you know, kidding. Uh, yep. Oh, wow. One of our elders, is uh, he's got his um, uh, divinity degree. Uh, he's retired Air Force. He works on base and just loves the Lord. His wife's on staff. And um, he just felt, you know, felt called to do that. That's great. And now we prayed and we prayed and. Uh, I ordained him, and so he's him and his wife's the pastor of our Espanol service. They meet every Sunday at two thirty, and then uh, starting Easter Sunday night at six, we're launching a new campus in the Greenville, North Carolina area. Oh, that's awesome! Um, that was, yeah, that was a part of our vision, and right there at East Carolina University, you've probably heard of ECU, okay. the Pirates. Yeah, uh, you know, so it's right there, uptown um, ECU. And we're doing it in the evening because no college student wants to come to church at nine in the morning. Right. Yeah. You know, so, so, just so you're going to preach at latitude and then go to green Greenville. Yep. Is that what it is? Greenville. Yep. Holy you cow. Know, we, we, we lost the campus um, several years ago. Right. And you know, I ended up giving that campus away to our, our associate pastor, Albert. You remember? Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love Albert. Yep. I still, so, I stalk yep. him too. So yeah. Yep. We gave uh we gave him that campus, and so he's got a brand new church um, that he's been doing in Pamlico, where we launched it. Um, awesome. You know, so yep. So we just you know feel led to go to Greenville, and I'll preach in the Sunday or whoever's preaching that Sunday morning will preach at Greenville that Sunday night. Now, are you still um, doing a Thursday night um, service? Nope. 
Okay. No, we stopped that whenever we did that other campus. Okay. Um, because it it didn't accomplish what we wanted to accomplish. Right. You know, it was taking our resources and um, wearing our people thin, and um, so we we just had to, you know, kill something good. It was good. Right. Yeah, we've been you know, praying. We've been praying about doing, you know, like a just a another service, you know, a, a night service. And I'll never forget talking to you about why you chose Thursday night and you live on the, yep. you live on the coastal uh, community. And you said yep. every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you could just see everybody get their boats behind their truck and they're headed yes, out sir. of town. <laughs> and yes, sir. You were doing it on a Thursday night. That was pretty ingenious. Yep. And, uh, and it started great. Man. Yeah. There was other pastors and their wives coming to be poured into and, you know, which I mean, they weren't serving. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. So it was the, it was the same serve servants and, you know, it just got to where it was started to, to taper down. Right. And it wasn't growing. And now we tried, we gave it a good shot. That's good. You know, and then we just switched our resources and put it in that other campus. Wow. That's awesome, man. That is really good. So 2022, you guys are connect, um, connection. Yeah. Is that right? Connection. Yeah. Um, connection. That, yeah. that you're going to be focusing on and, so you're doing that what through small groups and through counseling mostly, or are you just trying to get people mostly. just to get engaged? Uh, yeah, you know, it's mostly through our small group ministry. Okay, um, you know, and serving, we push, uh, we push small groups and serving every week. Right. Uh, Andy Stanley taught us that, and you know what you value, you'll push. Mm-hmm. and you'll, you'll talk about it right and you know what's important you'll you'll promote it you know so we talk about that and you know we uh we want people to serve because that's you know that's when you engage that's when you connect right and once you're connected man it, you, you're easier to stay connected what um, are so what are addition, oh go, go ahead. ahead sorry go ahead i was gonna say in addition to to this year starting august um, we're going to start a, a Latitude Leadership College um, oh, wow. that we're going to go through Southeastern University, um, <clears throat> and we're going to do a leadership college. That's what my oldest son went to, um, Jensen Franklin's Church, right. Free Chapel, Georgia. That's what he did right. um, there for two years, and you know, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna launch that this fall. Oh, that's great! Your um, your small groups, how are they modeled? Like, are you doing are you doing small groups or like it's guys getting together and shooting guns or is it more just a family leads a small group and they're not themed? Cause I've been in a church where the small groups are about as good as I've ever seen it. And what, what it yep. graduated to was people getting together based on their interests, not just mm-hmm. getting together to go over the Bible or a book that it was, you know, yep. women cooking together. My wife still goes on Saturday morning to that church, a small group where they exercise and, and, and they go over, you know, they talk about God and they talk about scripture, but they're, but they're kind of themed. Is that what's drawing people in or is it just a family steps up? They want to start a small group and the people that they kind of hang around and around their age start to go or how's it modeled right now? Yeah. Yeah. Two, two ways that we've seen very profitable is Bible studies mm-hmm. and um, interest groups. Yeah. And, you know, like right now we've got, we've got a, an interest group. They've got a, a, a almost at a farm, a, uh, a garden out back of the church. 
and they just planted fruit trees and they're growing all their stuff. These, oh, some great. naturalists in our church. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, there, there's a couple families that, that don't even go to church, but they'll come to that small group and the people who lead it are filled with the Holy spirit and they love on them. And, you know, they, they plant those seeds of the gospel. And, yeah. um, we've got a, we've got a guy, um, that, uh, does a lot of fishing. So he leads a group, um, you know, anglers of latitude, you know, yeah. so those guys who like to go out fishing, we were surrounded by water. So they do that, man. Yeah. Um, you know, another, uh, we've got a grief share group, um, you know, and a girl leads grief share and that's growing like crazy. Um, so a lot of it is interest, yeah. you know, you, you ride Harleys. Great, man. I've got a group. Yeah, Love for you cool. to come. Yeah, yeah ride the heart about Jesus. The longer the longer you're in church, especially once you get into leadership, you you learn at some point that there's just people that you love in the church, but there's an age difference or the interests just aren't the same. And so yep. people are always going to gravitate to to what they're mm. interested in. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's, that's true. Like yes. And that's you know what, we're not going to fight it. We we right. I mean, we're not going to fight it. We're going to capitalize on it. You know, so if you've got a, a cooking group, we'll we'll make it a small group. Yeah. Let's go. Here's kind of the format. And man, people are coming to Jesus because of it. Well, That's yeah, it awesome. kind of goes back to what you said about the youth when you told them, listen, if a pretty girl gets you to Jesus, then <laughs> well, with small groups, hey, if it gets people connected, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as it's biblical. Right. Yeah. We're not going to we're it. not going to have our uh, martini group. Yeah. Right. No, but as long as it's that. biblical <laughs> and it's and it's good. Yep. Then, then let them I'm do doing it. a beer and bro. That's yeah, right. That's beer, right. That's beer right. and Bible. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't knock my wine and worship now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that but is no, all. Man. That is awesome, brother. Yeah. So you've got. Um, did one of your sons? Did he get married? Or is yeah, he, got married okay. in October. Okay, you have been stalking. Can, can I, I'm telling you, I stalk him all the time. <laughs> If you know, Facebook used to have um uh back in the old days you could go and see who's looked at your profile. Yeah, I don't know if you remember uh, that. Like this was two thousand twelve, thirteen or something like that. You could see who I was, didn't get it that deep. Okay, yeah. So I'm glad you can't do that anymore because you'd be looking, you know, that Jody guy, <laughs> holy cow, I need to block that dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he did, he got married and uh He's, he's still married, which is good. That's awesome. And she's, she's just absolutely incredible. And they just got a new puppy this week. So oh, there you go. Got the grand, got the grand puppy. Yeah. Grand puppy. Yes, sir. Bud. So my daughter's getting married in May and her, okay. her and her fiance just moved in with us. Um, you know, they nice. were in Tulsa, they were at ORU, um, going to school and, um, you know, since COVID and everything, they just started online. And so they just came back up here to finish online and, yeah. you know, they're going to get, yep. get married in, uh, in May. And so I've got, uh, her and him and, uh, my oldest son and twins and my wife, we got a house full and, uh, Shoot. so yeah, we're getting, getting ready to get my daughter married. It's and, a bed and breakfast that you make no money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It only costs you <laughs> it money. It costs me money. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no doubt. And now my daughter hey, and my wife are planning this wedding that I don't know how I'm gonna pay for. Like the good Lord's no, gotta no. good Lord's gotta pr- pay for that. So it, here's how you pay for it. Son, this is what you get. Yeah. And that's all <laughs> well, that's, well that's what well, this my it's my daughter. Like it's it's different, you know, like um, it is it's completely di- 
It's completely different. Like, you know, uh, I got to I got to pay for basically everything. You know, oh, like, I know. You know, yeah. so it's like, oh my gosh. So and yeah. her and my my wife just keep tallying up the, the, the it's getting uh, more and more and more expensive. So oh my gosh. I don't know how we're going to do uh, it. It's so horrible. Yes. Well, brother, um I, I don't want to keep you. I know you're late. I know it's late there. Uh, I just want to say thank you. And um, what's uh, what's a good word that you could leave uh, the guys with that are listening, the people that are listening on our podcast? Like just, you know, the the, the world's dark right now. And, um, you know, I don't, I, I personally don't feel that we've seen the worst of COVID. And I don't mean the actual disease. I mean the, the, the causation behind you know, the shutdowns and the lockdowns and the mask. And I think depression yeah. is, 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 well, we, we already see it. Suicides are on the rise. Um, addictions yeah. are on the rise, alcoholism on the rise, divorces on the rise, uh, all because yeah. we've been shut down, locked down, and there's just feel a, a hopelessness. Um, what, yeah. Yeah. what leave some, leave, leave the folks with something that would give them hope. Yeah, man. You know, what I can think of right now is, is, is the message God put in my heart for yesterday. And he changed it Friday morning mm -hmm. after meeting with a guy. And I had my message already done, dude. I was excited and practicing it, dude, could preach it like the back of my hand. Right. And in here about 11 o'clock Friday morning, the Holy Spirit said, you know, you're not preaching that message. And I said, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I'm over here pounding away, typing, and my wife goes, what are you working on? And I stiff arm her. Right. Like, mm -mm, you can't talk. <laughs> I can't concentrate. I'm in the zone. <laughs> How did that work and out she, for you? <laughs> she knows. She knows. She knows. She knows. Yeah, that's okay. good. Okay. Yeah. I don't snap at her. I just go. <laughs> yeah. And when I do that, my eyes get big. She's like, oh, he's in the portal is right it? now. I can't. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to pay attention anyhow. Right. Um, you know, so. And I just started counting it out, dude, because last week I preached a message called Ridiculous Faith. Okay. Uh, you know, just claiming things, not naming and claim it, right. but claim your healing and right. name it, you know. And the, the Lord was like, there's ridiculous faith, but there's a different kind of faith that I'm really looking for. Ridiculous faith is sexy. Yeah. You know, that man, you got ridiculous faith. You start a podcast and man up God's way. And that's pretty ridiculous, Jody. And you're starting a church and ain't, ain't got no money. Nobody's coming. That's ridiculous faith. And, Amen. You know, but there, there's a, there's a faith I want to leave you with. And, and, and I think it's called even if, uh, an even if kind of faith, mm. even if there's another pandemic, I'm still mm. going to praise it. Amen. Even that's if good. it doesn't work out, the way I thought I'm still going to worship him. That's good. Even if the door is shut, I'm still going to preach the gospel with my life. Amen. Um, and there's a major difference, man. Um, that is great. Major difference. I'd, I'd encourage you to go listen to that message. Uh, if when you get bored to tears, yeah. um, no, I, I need a sermon it. for next Sunday, so I may still. There you go. <laughs> just, just play it. Yeah, we got a special. Yeah, guest. exactly. I'm gonna have a special <laughs> guest pastor this week and just <laughs> hit, yeah. hit it and go. Well, uh, brother, Jason, yeah. before we go before we let you go, um, I just want to get people. You know, um, where can they find you? Obviously, Latitude Church uh, Instagram. Do you guys have a YouTube page where your music is yep. streaming? 
Uh, so we'll put that stuff yep. in the chat there. And then do you want people um, going over to your personal Instagram too? I, I think that yeah. was uh, Jason Smith. Care. Okay, Jason Smith, L-C. L-A-T. 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 Jason Smith, L-A-T. Okay, and we'll put yep. those in the in the Facebook chat as well. I just want to make yeah. sure we got okay. the shout-outs correct. His sermons are amazing. Go check them out at Latitude.Church. Um, man, it's a, he's, he's a great pastor, great word, um, very faith-filled. Uh, and as you heard tonight, he is definitely a, a gospel-oriented pastor, and that's why I love him so much. And, um, sure. man, we, we need to do this again. We also need to do, a, do it, we need to do some man up stuff too, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They've got a great men's group. That's where I was at. And I thought I missed this. That's all. Awesome. I do it every month. Yeah. Good for man, you, brother. Awesome. Good so for I you. So I have one question for you, Lee, Pepsi or Coke? Huh? Is it what? I Pe- said, your last question is Pepsi or Coke? Pepsi or Coke. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is the birthplace of Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's what I was asking. My wife's, my wife's, uh, my wife's sister used to live in New Bern. So I'm very well okay. aware of that. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I just but I'm a ask. Coke man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, All yeah right. me too. Yeah. I can't stand Pepsi. There's something about it. There's something about a good diet coke with some salty peanuts or some <laughs> cheese. Oh man, yeah. that's, that's, that's cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, brother, man, I, I love you. I thank you for joining love us today, man. Too, man. And uh, let's stay in touch. Absolutely. Right. Thanks, guys. God bless, nice bless you. Take it easy. God bless. God bless. See you later. Awesome. All right, man. That was awesome. Oh. Little feedback. Little feedback there. I think it's coming from your phone there, Joe. Is it? Yeah. Should be off. Oh, it's coming from the TV. Let me oh. get that off there. <laughs> How about this? Just mute it. Let's turn the volume down. There we go. Turn it way it. down. There we go. <laughs> it just won't go down. There we go. Awesome. Well, it's always good to have a guy like um, as as spirit filled as that guy yeah. on here, man. Um, he uh, he can preach like nobody's business. It's crazy how good of a and um, uh, his church was blowing up back. You know, just six months that he had been in that building, man. It just started growing and blowing up. So, um, what time we got here? He's gonna he's gonna learn. He, he's he, you'd think by now he would learn when it's barren and there's nothing that says this is going to happen he would just surrender but he i, I told him earlier he's a lot like me because he just argues he's or going, he yeah. doesn't see a vision he's just i'm shutting down i'm not standing up or i'll pray for him but i'm not going and it, it ends up being beautiful for him every yeah. time yeah every he, time he's a great guy we'll be praying for his church and everything so Man, there's a lot of stuff going on um, in the world today right now. You talked about Russia a while ago. Um, again, I'm not big in politics, but this is something that, you know, we need to be praying for, Ukraine and the craziness is going, that's going on right there. And I, I think you're right. I think Russia bit off more than they can chew, yeah. and uh, I think it's going to bite them in the butt by the time it's all said and done. Yeah, you know, it it, it, it just reminds – it, it gives – it's like – it's like I don't know. I see it as spiritual. So mm-hmm. yeah, he may win this little war. He he may end up taking Ukraine or whatever. But what? But at what cost? Devil, the devil wins a few battles here and there. Right. Not over God, right. but in our lives. Yeah. Right. On this and earth. So, but yeah. God always, God always prevails. Mm-hmm. And you know, I want to ask you something. Yeah. Um. So 
along those lines, all this stuff going on in the world, mm -hmm. uh, we went through COVID. As a pastor, what are, what are you focused on, on as far as being able to keep people from going down rabbit trails, getting in arguments and division? And, mm -hmm. you know, when, when we start to focus and talk about a lot of this stuff in depth instead of Jesus or preaching right. the gospel, what, what are you looking at? And what are you, what, you know, what, as a pastor, how do you deal with it? Like over the last few months, what I've really been focused on is Jesus being the center of everything. Yeah. Like it's, he's got to be the center of my life. He's got to be the center of the church. He's got to be center of our, the message. Um, I've been preaching the gospel. I try to preach it every message somehow, some way, just to, just for people to hear that. And, um, when I look at the overall, like, you know, I'm wisdom is, is, is starting to affect me uh because of age you know I've, yeah. I've been there done that i've seen stuff um you know i was telling our young adults class last night i teach a young adults class and 18 19 20 year old kids and um i was just telling them that you know a lot of the stuff that you're going to do between now and the time you get my age is really going to be for no reason other than your experience maybe give you some wisdom um however if you start now and put Jesus in the center of that, everything you do from here to my age will matter because it will be for the kingdom. Um, oh, that's God, good. God doesn't care what political side you're on or if you're a f free person or if you've got money or if you've got, he's like, the focus should be centered on Jesus. And what I try to get people to see is that it doesn't matter what is going on in your life if Jesus isn't a part of it. If, if he's not the center of it, and the same thing for the church, um, if we don't start with Jesus and then we start looking at the message of Jesus and we don't start serving, you know, because that's what Jesus did. Jesus served. Uh, Jesus shared the gospel. Jesus loved. Jesus, um, he, he did all these things that uh, the church is not doing. And I say the church in general. Uh, we've got a lot of people just coming into church and not really serving. I, like, I love what Pastor Jason was saying was that, their focus every Sunday is small groups and service. Um, when you're serving, you don't become selfish, right? You become selfless. And when you're not selfless, guess who you're not thinking about? You're not thinking about yourself. Uh, when you're serving for God, you're, you're sharing and serving and talking about Jesus. Um, those moments when we become selfish is when we screw it up. Yeah. You know, it's about me. It's about, my rights it's about my politics it's about my belief it's about my instead of saying no it's about jesus yeah. uh it's about serving uh it's about loving it's about giving it's about doing all these things that he calls us to do um without getting me in the way right it's about it's about my battle with goliath mm -hmm. it's about my mount carmel right it's about my this no right. it's not it's not yeah exactly you know, and that's it, that's where i struggle with um you know, and people at my church know my stance. Like it's, it's, it's about Jesus. It has to be about Jesus. Um, I don't care what you're doing. Um, if it doesn't involve Jesus and it doesn't involve kingdom building, uh, it, it's not that I shouldn't say that that's kind of harsh. I do care what people are doing. I mean, you know, I, I, I encourage them in their jobs. I, I want them, you know, but that shouldn't be my focus. Right. And we've got too many people that, um, their 
life or their goal or, you know, it's just to, to get one step further, one more dollar, one more. And without Jesus in the mix of that, none of that makes any sense. You know, okay, so one more dollar, why? Okay, how, how much is enough for you to live on? And then what are you going to do with the rest of that? You know, are you trying to plan for, you know, early retirement so you have millions in the bank? Like, that's the wrong focus. You know, yeah. if, if, if Jesus is the focus, okay, um, I, look at, I look at what my calling is. I don't ever see me retiring. Yeah. Period. I mean, I don't think there will be a day. I mean, I think there will be a day where I, physically I just prob- probably can't do anything. Um, but I don't think I'll, I'll ever retire because uh, it always be kingdom building. And I think that's what God is, has in store for me. So that's a long answer for your question, but I mean, there's so many things involved. It really depends on the person that I'm talking to. You know, sometimes there are certain people who have a political bent, you know, I, I I'm not into politics. I could care less right. about politics. Um, uh, I don't think God really cares about politics. I mean, I think he cares who you're uh, listening to and who you're um, following. Like, I think there are a lot of issues out there that you need to look in a, with a biblical view instead of a worldview. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it, it's tough. Um, uh, it gets it gets depressing sometimes, you know, because I I see people and I'm thinking, all you got to do is just put Jesus in the mix of this. You know, um, you know what? I, what I wanted, Jason, I love what he said, uh, even if, you know, my faith has to be even, no matter what happens, even if is my faith going to be there? And that's where I, I, it breaks my heart to see people that become so hopeless. Even Christians are so hopeless because they don't understand um, Jesus is not in their mix. Even though Jesus is their savior, he's not in the mix. Yeah, even even if faith, which is, first of all, that's a remarkable message. So I'm going to make a joke, but it's a remarkable message. It is. Even if faith, though, must be in like the... NIV or the NASB because in the new, the King James version it's called unfeigned faith right unspotted yeah. which means good or in the bad my faith never wavers right right and so that's you're right that is what that's one of the biggest issues in the church is that unfeigned faith we do, a lot of people they just don't have it and right. and on any given day we don't have it yeah. and I say we not other people that's me. That's the importance of getting to know Jesus while you're up. Yeah. You know, because there's going to be a moment where you're down and you're, you don't have the even if faith, you know what I'm saying? Like I have faith as long as my checkbook is looking, my checking accounts full and my, my relationships are good and everybody's healthy and man, I've got great faith then. But the moment that the, you know, the enemy kicks my teeth in from the outside, you know, or, or uh, illness hits or just something happens, my faith is lessened. Um, and because I think a lot of times because our faith isn't really that strong to begin with. Um, are there moments that you're going to question God or, you know, those should be very, very small moments uh, until you understand that. And then if you can learn to praise him, no matter what's going on, I'll still praise him. I'll still praise him. I'll still praise him. No matter what's going on, I think that's where your faith even grows even more. You know, all the great, amazing things God did in the Bible came out of nothing, right. slavery, bad times, 
mm. being thrown in a well, accused by Potiphar's wife, sold into slavery, all the great things, these amazing. Right. See, that's I love the verse, and I can't remember. It's, is it Hebrews or Timothy where, where God says, well, it's the contentment verse. Yeah. And it goes on to say, you, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the verse in front of me, you keep thinking that great gain means godliness. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. Right. I got blessed with a new job. God loves me. Mm -hmm. Well, when I lost my job, God, God still, still loved me. You. Yeah, exactly. That's first yeah. Timothy he, six. That's right. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was Timothy. Yeah. First, you know, we always want these blessings right. or this, that, and the other, and that's all part of it. But God blesses mm -hmm. though that ha those that had faith when they shouldn't. Hebrews is right. the all star of faith. Every single one of those people. They were in a bad shape to, yeah, exactly. when they showed faith. And still had faith. Yeah. I mean, one of them was taking his son up to be killed. Right. That's great faith. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That That's where faith is. And yeah. if we read our Bibles, then we, it doesn't take us long to understand that when you're barren, mm -hmm. you get ready for something if God's talking to you because he's about yeah. to do something amazing. You and I have talked a lot about this is that, you know, um, I said it yesterday in my sermon, I I stole it from you, you know, talking about suffering. Well, you know, yeah, I noticed that the promise, the promise. Yeah. You, you know, I did. I totally stole to that. Um, but, um, we, we don't know how to suffer well because we don't know how to praise well. Like, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't praise even in the good times. Yeah. Uh, we don't worship even in the good times. And so in the bad times, it's even harder to worship because I don't know how to worship. And I don't know how to praise. I don't know how to give um, glory to God because I don't do it in the good times. And um, I think a lot of times we get to a place. Um, I know for me, when I first gave my life to the Lord, um, I had money. And I had, I would say, more than most. And money was my God. Yeah. And I remember, remember times that, man, I would take Jesus off the pedestal and I'd put my money. And that, that became a battle until finally God just said that enough's enough. You know, you're not going to have that anymore and took it all away, um, which was the best thing for me in my life because that was my idol. That was my God. And um, I learned to, to praise him um, no matter what. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, what, that's what we're trying to do now. And um, it's, it's the moments that you've got to learn to worship, yeah. even in the good times. And I'm, you got to learn to praise, even in the good times. I'm, I'm discipling a, a younger man, and I've been doing it for five or six years, and I don't know how well I'm doing it, and uh, you know him. Mm -hmm. And so the other day we were on the phone, and he was talking to me about how he was broken, and he was he, 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 like he just had no answers and doesn't know what to do. And I, I, we were talking on our phone, and I'm like, oh, now God's got you right where he right. wants you. Yeah. When you don't know what We've, to do. We yeah. talk about all the time that our definition of suffering is the opposite of God's. Right. We see it as a bad thing. We mm -hmm. see it as something that hurts us. Mm -hmm. We see it. And God is saying, no, 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 no. This is the rich soil right. that the Christian life grows out of. Right. And we run from it. Mm -hmm. we, we try to avoid that which God says is good for us. Yeah. Same thing with the church. If you look at uh, every church growth that you see, church bump is always under persecution. You said it Sunday. Yeah. yeah. It's always under persecution. Uh, yeah. It's always when we don't have an answer or 
Like that's why so that's why over in countries where they have nothing, there there's revivals Love, of ten thousand yeah. people at one church because it's all they have. It's, it's not the, taking their focus off of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the only hope that they have. That's good. Well, this is this is a question, you know, and it, it's almost rhetorical, but you don't necessarily get to like how do you exercise faith faith when things are good. Um, if your structure is set up to where you have, you know, you have all the things you need, you have money, you have, um, a good job, you have uh, shelter, security, right. all these things. I mean, what do you need God for, um, other than, um, other than, you know, uh, a nice little cozy blanket, uh, to make you feel good at night, but it's in the lacking, it's in the necessity. Yes. That's where, um, that's where faith becomes exercised, and the more opportunities you have to exercise your faith in those moments, are I believe that's what grows you. Yeah, right. I mean, you don't see you don't see guys with nice physiques get to a nice physique and stop working out. The Bible says, "In bad times pray, and in good times pray." Right. That's how you exercise your faith in good times. You pray, yeah, just like you do in bad times. Yeah. You know, it's, it might just be a different list of things that you need from God when you're going through good times. Maybe you don't meet, need money or you don't need um, whatever it is. But in good times, there still are things you need. Pray. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. You enter the gates through thanksgiving. Right. How do you enter the gates? Thanksgiving. thanksgiving. Yeah. For years I did, um, and I, I got to get back to it. I stopped doing it mid last year, a prayer journal. And I've got stacks of journals that yeah. I've been doing for years and years and years. And I can go back through them and I can look at the times of my spiritual highs. Like I can, I can feel in my prayers where I was really close to God. Yeah. And in those prayers that I write down, we're always number one, praise number two, praying for others. It had nothing to do with Jody. It had nothing to do. I was praying for my wife. I was praying for my kids. The moments that I wasn't so close to God, it was always like, woe is me. How come this is happening to me? Why is this, you know, and it was all this selfishness that I had and there was no praise in it whatsoever. And um, I would just encourage people to, you know, learn to praise God in the good times because you're going to need to praise him in the bad times. Um, you're going to need to know God's voice in the bad times because that's what's going to get you through. Um and I kind of want to close it with this because I really think, you know, Pastor Jason just nailed it right in the head, you know, on the head. Even if, mm -hmm. you know, even if Russia wins, we're going to praise God. Even if, you know, it starts World War III, we're going to praise God. Even if the economy collapses, we're going to praise God. Even if um, sickness falls upon me, I'm going to praise God. And that's, you cannot do that on your own. You have to have the power of the Holy Spirit. Have to have the power of the Holy Spirit to do that. If if I told you that God feels faith like a physical touch, I don't mean mm. you're, you're physically touching God. Right. But if I told you that God felt faith like a physical touch, would you want to show God more faith? More like faith, if you, yeah. The yeah. woman that touched his rope. With the blood. He felt the faith. Yeah. He felt her. Mm -hmm. Who touched me? He didn't see her, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. so I'm not crazy. What did he say about Cain, right? right? I, Your brother's blood, blood is making an audible. He hears hear 
right. innocent blood being spilled. Mm -hmm. He hears it. He feels faith. faith yeah. Right? That's good. And so if you if mm -hmm. you could if you if I told you you could physically touch God, not like really, but right. that he felt your faith like a physical touch, would you want him to feel it a lot? Right. Then do it. Yeah, amen. You know, and I'm preaching to myself, bro. That's good. I mean, I don't have any more faith on certain <laughs> days than anybody else. Right. But it's it's easier to teach than it is to live it and sure apply, is. right? It sure is. That's good. But yeah. That's really good. I love, uh, I love that even if. Even if. That's the kind of faith that you have, even if. Yeah. That's good. Well, guys, man, it's been a blessing. Um, I love uh, love every Monday night, man. I just love getting together and talking and having great uh, guests on. Thank you for Jason Smith and Latitude Church. I pray that that church just blows up. And um, uh, how, so, really quick, how you doing on your uh, weight loss? I'm two hundred and nineteen pounds, so okay. I'm down two from last week. Good for you, dude. Yeah. All right, Rusty, how are you doing? <laughs> Not so good. No, okay. I actually went up to about two fifteen, but okay. I've actually been back in the gym the last couple of days, so I've actually saw, okay. seen some improvements and stuff good going back you. down the opposite way. So Saturday morning, I texted Ben. It's right around noontime. I texted him. I said, "Man, I'm two seventeen. You know, I'm really excited." I said, "But I'm getting ready to blow it because I'm going out to eat." <laughs> And uh, I was at 219 this morning. So, so. I want to, real quick, because we have nine minutes left. I'm glad you brought up that story, because the other day when you texted me and you mm -hmm. said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gain 10 pounds at dinner, this is, this is what the Holy Spirit said to yeah. me. You and Jody need to stop being so self-deprecating. That's good. Self-deprecation is not humility. That's good. Right? And me and you do that a lot. A lot of times mm -hmm. we're just trying to be funny, but our words are powerful. That's good. Right? So, yeah. I mean, I told my wife about it, so she is a witness. Right. I told her. Jody texted me, and it vexed my spirit that he said that about himself, and he says that about himself a lot. Right. And he's not doing well on his diet. And exactly. listen, I'm not any better. I uh, self-deprecate myself dude, so much, man. Right. Let's stop doing that. Let's okay. let's have a second competition. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll right. third that. There okay. You go. okay. So let's so, stop speaking curses skinny. over our life. I am skinny. I am skinny. I am skinny. We are strong. I like that. I'm powerful. That's right. I said that, and I appreciate that. That's good. That's a good word. In my head, I knew I had um, my daughter's basketball, and we had soccer that night. So. Uh, like it was literally, um, we're going to be out and I knew that we were eating out and I knew that Cane's was close by the one <laughs> spot and I, there's Cane's chicken. I don't know about that. I got a four piece, like the, the, the two piece is plenty big, but as soon as I pulled, I did eat all day. I got a four piece, four extra sauces. I ate the bread, ate the fries and the four pieces of chicken. Yeah. Smashed. Like I knew, yeah, it smashed. And then, uh. We did something for dinner that night. Oh, we went to, um, gosh, where did we go? Oh, um, cheesesteak. What was that? that uh, Penn Station. Oh, Penn Station. Oh, I they had they do have years. a good Philly cheesesteak. I hadn't had that year. So I, did, I didn't gain 10 pounds, but uh, I did put on two pounds between Friday or Saturday and Sunday. So I um, had a good day today. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. So. Yeah. We'll keep it up, boys. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for taking your time. Uh, guys, if you get an opportunity, you can download the podcast tomorrow um, on any podcast platform. Uh, we use Podomatic as well as Spotify, Apple, 
uh, iTunes, Podcasts, and Amazon and Google. And so you can check it out on any of those. Love you guys. Have a blessed week. You've been listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.